Hi, and welcome to the Oil and Gas Accounting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tom Weyerman, Executive Director of COPUS, the Council of Petroleum Accountant Societies. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Sherwood, owner and founder of Sherware, that provides software for oil and gas operators and accountants. If you're a CPA, an accountant, a bookkeeper, an office manager, or if you're an oil and gas operator doing your own accounting, this podcast is for you. We're here talking with the experts in their respective accounting areas to keep you up to speed on the latest accounting news, rules, and data. There is so much happening in the world today, especially in oil and gas, that affects the accounting function of a business. Our job on this podcast is to keep you up to date and help you see more, know more, and do more as an accounting professional in our field. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Accounting Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Sherwood, and I'm here with my co-host, my buddy, Tom Wireman. Phil, how are you doing? It's great to be with you today. Hope all is well with you. We have some beautiful spring-like weather here in Kansas today, and it's probably a perfect segue kind of into the spring meeting, the Copa Spring meeting that we're going to be talking about. So I want to jump into that here in just a little bit. But, you know, honestly, I have to pinch myself a little bit, too, because this is our first in-person meeting since 2019, and I'm, that's been a long time, and I'm, um, I kind of have to stop and think, is this really real? Is it really going to happen? But yeah. our guests today are going to talk to us a little bit about that, and they're going to get us rolling. So why don't you take a minute and introduce our guests? Okay, I'd be happy to. With us today are three members of the Petroleum Accountant Society of Houston, and within COPUS, that's better known as just PASH. You'll hear them talk about passion. That's what they're talking about. They're members of the Petroleum Accountants Society of Houston, and they've been working really hard to organize this upcoming spring meeting. With us today is the PASH Society president, Carla Zawadny, and joining Carla is one of the co-chairs of the meeting, Jennifer McKellar. And we also have with us Eileen Gregor, who has planned many, many COPUS meetings during her COPUS affiliation. Now, ladies, I want to welcome you to the podcast, and please let me know if I mispronounced any of your names. No, you did good. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Normally, we ask our guests to provide a biography, but today, you know, we're, it's a little bit different format, so maybe we'll just take a few minutes and have each of you talk a little bit about your background and how you've come to help planning this meeting. Eileen, why don't we start with you? Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Eileen Greiger. As Phil explained, I've had many, many years of experience. I became a COPUS and PASH member in 1985 and had the privilege of becoming a a COPUS president in 2003. And as a president, you really get a thorough understanding of everything that goes on in the COPUS settings and how the local society members work together to, uh, to get things done for the oil and gas industry. As far as helping to plan the upcoming 60th COPUS anniversary, I was asked to uh, work on funding the different activities. And uh, that's been a challenge. I've done it in the past. When we had our 50th COPUS anniversary, I was responsible for that as well. This is an excellent opportunity for different companies to step forth and, and sponsor different events at different levels. And we're offering all sorts of advertising incentives to our sponsors. Perfect. That's great. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm just confident we're going to talk about networking here as we get into this conversation a little further. So again, that would be one of those opportunities that our vendors and things can inter- interact with our, our members. Jennifer, right. why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself? 
Okay. Hi, I'm Jennifer Holt McKellar. I'm a revenue accountant with White Oak Energy. I've been a member of PASH for about 14 years now, and I've been involved with the revenue, hospitality, and education committees. I served as the hospitality chair for about three years, and I've served as education now education chair now for about seven years. Then somehow I convinced myself that I wanted to volunteer for this co-chair position for the national meeting. So, you know, what a whirlwind it's been in planning this event. Well, and we appreciate everything you guys have done. It's been, we've been on again, off again, on again, off again, and now we're back on. So that's exciting to hear that you guys haven't given up. So Carla, let's move over to you. Let's have a a, a minute to have an introduction from you. All right. Hello. Hello. Uh, My name is Carla Zawadny and I'm in my second term as PASH president. I've been involved with PASH since about 2010 and served with multiple committees, including hospitality and joint interests, and most recently the PASH board. Jennifer and I have worked together a lot since our time in PASH, and when she volunteered to lead the planning committee, I got on board to help. And cool. I'm also thankful to have a great job with the Revenue Accounting Group and Geo Southern Energy. Well, thank you guys for your introductions, and again, thank you for your efforts on this. Yes, and it's, it's so much fun to do things like this together with friends. It makes it so much easier. So it's really cool that you hopped in and, and you guys are doing it together. And hopefully it's not your last time. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, I saw that face, Eileen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start with the date and the location for the spring meeting. Sure. It's coming up really soon. Our event will be April 25th through the 29th, and we'll be at the San Luis Resort Spa and Conference Center on Galveston Island. It's a beautiful facility and has award-winning conference spaces. Everything is well laid out and very accessible. There's an ocean view from every guest room, and we've also been able to negotiate an amazing group rate that also includes the resort fee and the self-parking. So call in and reserve your room today. COVID certainly interrupted COPUS meetings for some time now. Like I mentioned earlier in the introductions that it's been April, or sorry, September of 2019 since we last were in person to meet. But what are you guys planning to get members to attend? What, what events are you doing that will get people to, uh, to come to this in-person meeting? Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the COPUS con- conference itself. This provides each society and member company the opportunity to come together and work on different documents, whether they be brand new documents or existing documents, wherever the need is in the oil and gas industry, because companies rely on COPUS to have the expertise to produce these documents for these standards. Each member company gets one vote whenever they're voting on these documents, but all of the attendees can discuss their experiences and any difficulties or problems they may see and how these different documents might affect their jobs. We have different standing committees that meet during the conference. Some examples are revenue, joint interest, audit, financial reporting, education, small companies. So there's a, com- a standing committee that covers just about every territory of what an oil and gas accountant experiences in their job. And by going to these different meetings, they have many, many educational opportunities, and most of them they're able to get CE credits for attending. Great. Thanks for that update, I think. Just, you know, just a few things. I mean, you talked about document production or publication and I know we've got a couple things in the pipeline right now, the document pipeline. Those will be coming to an end here before too long. 
but it seems like we're always adding something new into that document pipeline. Something always needs to be updated. I know I've talked to the revenue committee here recently about, you know, taking a look at a couple of what I call their Bible documents, the oil accounting and the, and the gas accounting. There's a few things that need to be updated on that. But I also know that the other committees are looking at some things too. So this is really an opportunity for companies to come and get their feet at the table, under the table, and, and have an opportunity to participate in the development of those. So Jennifer, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I think Eileen covered most of that, but it is important to keep in mind that every company gets a vote in these documents. And with that, every company has a say in shaping and implementing all these new guidelines, asking questions and meeting new people that are in your industry that have the same interest as you. Okay, we've talked about this being the first in-person meeting since September of 2019, and we've all gotten so used to being on Zoom calls and everything like that. Are there any plans to offer some or part of this meeting in a hybrid format so people that can't come can still participate? Well, we've looked into the hybrid model from several different directions, and I think because we started planning this like way before you know, Zoom was really a thing. It's just not feasible this time around. So we'll be all in person for this time, but I think probably maybe in the future as as things morph and change, we may end up with a hybrid model later. Okay. Good to know that. Yeah. Yeah, We're getting back to, again, the, the usual copious meeting format with longer committee meetings and leadership conference and, you know, some evening events and things too. But I'm going to ask each one of you to tell me what's your favorite part of the meeting and why? I know what my favorite part is. My favorite part is getting to see all you guys. So why don't you talk about what your favorite part is? Jennifer, we'll start with you. Okay. Well, I agree with you. The best part is getting to see everybody in person again. You can meet with your friends and meet new co- the colleagues out there. And since COVID, it's just, it's just ruined our way to get together. And so we're just, I'm just really excited also about that. But one of my favorite parts of the meeting is the Revenue Committee You just never know what the states are up to and all the legislation that's going on. It's a great great way to get involved and to understand how the states are working and what's coming down the pipeline. You can prepare your company to say, hey, this is in the works. It may or may not pass, but it's in the works. We need to be ready for it. And so you just have to be prepared to know how your reporting is going to change and how your payment options are going to change. So I just think the Revenue Committee is great for me because that's you know where my specialty is. Very good. Eileen, do you want to share your thoughts? Of course, meeting everybody face-to-face once again is going to be my favorite thing of attending this time. But the Small Companies Committee has always held a very special place in my heart, probably because I worked for a small company for 35 years. I was one of the first small company committee members to help get the committee moved from a special committee to a standing committee. And that came about mostly because after a few years, it was quite evident that a majority of the COPUS members were small companies and that this was a a very integral part of our society. Small People who work for small companies wear many hats. They have to know revenue, they have to know joint interest, they have to know billing and audit and human resources. And it it crosses many lines, unlike people who work in the larger companies. And also, they don't have the mentors to draw upon like uh, some of the other large companies can provide. So by going to this committee, you can share your 
your concerns and your needs. You have very good networking opportunities, and they always have excellent speakers. And once again, these speakers do provide CE credits. So that's that's my favorite. Very good. Carla, I will ask for you to share your thoughts. So at the risk of sounding repetitive, I will say also being in person and sort of having the water cooler conversation with people that you wouldn't have come across if you hadn't been at the meeting. I do also like the Emerging Issues Subcommittee. I think the team does a great job of putting case studies together and asking the questions that, that really probe at the root of the issue and sort of bring to light, you know, what's really causing the complications for oil and gas accountants for new new operational findings. And there's usually a very lively discussion and you've got very passionate opinions often on opposing sides, but some, sometimes that's the best way to, to really get to the bottom of it. And having a group of individuals that have different backgrounds and different experiences with the same issue, you're able to get a bigger picture at what the real problem is and how we can come together as an industry and provide guidance on on what, what's the most fair and equitable way to, to deal with something. I would echo your comments on that too. I mean, again, we have some very passionate people, some very knowledgeable people, and sometimes they are heard and a lot of people sit there kind of in awe that they would be able to quote chapter and verse, if you will, from, from our, our documents. But I've known some of these people to take an opposing view of what they really think just to get the document discussion going and maybe provide a different point of view. And that's probably one of the best places to form a network. See who's speaking, see who's putting out the opinions and that sort of thing. Because, you know, if you can network with them, you can connect with them, meet them, meet them at the snack table or something and say, you know, can, can I get on your mailing list or something where we can have a conversation? I think that's really important too. So Phil, I'll let you continue. Yeah, I would agree with you guys. But I, my favorite part of the meetings is a session that's not on the printed agenda. And it's what I call the hallway track. You guys talked about it. It's at the water cooler. It's meeting somebody in the hallway, you know, seeing somebody who spoke in a, a meeting and being out in the hallway and being able to ask them questions one-on-one, you know, and just make that connection with folks. It's really, really cool. And I also love the small business committee or the small companies at rather. I remember, you know, early in the 2000s when I was Appalachia president, all of our clients are small companies and they weren't really represented. So it was really cool to see that come to a regular standing committee back then. So thanks, Eileen, for helping to get that going. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. The final draft of the new accounting procedure and model form interpretation is coming out here soon. We're going to have committee votes in, in April. So at this next meeting, joint interest, audit, and revenue are all going to be what we call affected committees, and they're going to have an opportunity to approve this. You know, accounting procedures are not really one of those things that we issue on a preset interval. The last one we had was 2005, and this one will be probably 2022. At least it looks like that's where it's going to be. We expect if it approved at this next meeting, it's going to have a council vote in 2022 and then be effective shortly thereafter. Should this be something that's a significant interest to other people? Well, the fact that so many of the individuals work in specific areas and they don't see the overall picture of what they do and how it affects different areas of our industry. So by attending the conference and sitting with these different committees and reviewing these different documents that are coming out, 
it they can they can understand how the overall picture works and how maybe one part that they don't totally agree with flows into another part that makes more sense to them. So it's very important to to be open and willing to uh, to go to these committees and hear the overall picture and hear the the details of how these documents are created like especially in revenue and joint interest where so many of them get their starts. Also in audit, they can learn about what issues go on in audit procedures. It's very frightening for a company to suddenly, at least I know for small companies, to suddenly get informed that, uh, hey, you're you're being audited by, by this operating partner and you've never gone through that before and you don't know anything about it and what to expect and what are you responsible for? What are they responsible for? And in audit, you can learn these things and, and speak to other people who have, who have been through this. And as Phil said, in the, in the small companies, you get an opportunity to speak and listen to others who are in similar situations that you are and, and bounce things off of each other. So the bottom line for attending is education, networking, and problem solving. Well said. Yes, very well said. You know, it's likely that many of the attendees, it's not likely, it's definite that a lot of the attendees are going to be looking to obtain some continuing professional education credits. How many hours would you say that of CPE that somebody could earn by attending the meeting? I'll take this one. Each committee does have the opportunity to offer CPEs during the event, and we're offering extra CPEs on Tuesday morning and on Wednesday afternoon during the education time. However, some will still choose to go play golf or go take the tours that we'll talk about in a little bit. But depending on the meeting selections, and everybody has the option to select all the different meetings, we estimate probably plus or minus 10 CPEs. Uh, the committee chairs are still finalizing their agendas, so there could be more available when their final agenda comes out. Very good. That uh, seems like a lot of opportunity there. We talked about my favorite track being the, the networking out in the hallway. What organized type of networking activities are going to be available? Once again, you'll be able to meet people in your committee meetings where you can have the opportunity to visit with them and get to know, as we've talked about before, you'll be able to reach out to them when they have a question and bounce ideas off of them. If they don't know the answer, trust me, they will try to find an answer for you and help you out in any way they can. Everyone there is so helpful. You won't find a better group of people to share their knowledge. Um, But one thing is the hospitality suite. That's where people go. It'll be open every evening during the event. Um, You come in, grab a drink and a snack. We'll have beer, wine, soda, water, and individually wrapped snacks. And then you can just kick back, relax, and get to know everybody there. And it's a great way to just blend in and meet people. And the best night to do that will be the Tuesday evening. That is when the leadership dinner is going on. And so everybody else that's not included in the leadership dinner can come and mingle and get to know some of the people. Also on Wednesday afternoon there's going to be golf and it's going to be at the Moody Gardens golf course on the island. You can go meet somebody there that have a common interest with you. And so you can chat over there while you're teeing off. And also on the Wednesday afternoon, there's also going to be the tours. So you can visit with people on the bus or as you're going through the different tours, you can get to know others there. We're going to be on the tours. I'll slide this in here real quick. The tours, we're going to go to the Ocean Star Offshore Drilling Rig and Museum. We're also going to go to the Texas Seaport Museum in Tall Ship Alyssa. And then we're going to take a historic harbor tour and dolphin watch. 
the most important there and related to the industry will be uh, the Drilling Rig Museum. It's uh, dedicated to the offshore oil and gas industry, and it's housed on a retired jackup rig set up in the Galveston Harbor. It's a one of a kind facility and it gives visitors the unique opportunity to learn about the oil and gas industry while being aboard a retired jackup drilling rig. Those, those sounds like some really cool activities. But what other networking activities have you got planned? We've also got some things on the, in the evening. So like on Wednesday night, we have a reception that's planned where everybody can come together and have some snacks and maybe an activity or two. But we're still working on the finer details, uh, but it'll be a great time to get together and bond with, with some of the other attendees. And on Thursday night, we're having the banquet at the Moody Gardens Rainforest Pyramid. So we'll be able to see the animals and tour their habitat and also see one of the IMAX 3D movies. We're going with the Denim and Diamonds theme. So make sure and bring your sparkle. Um, <laughs> and you never know, you might find a new friend that has the same favorite animal. Eileen, you mentioned a little bit ago that you were working on some sponsorships and things. And you know what? one of the things that I think as accountants, we, we take very seriously is work control over the purse strings. We tend to be a little maybe tighter with our spending and that sort of thing. But, you know, these meetings and things cost. And so your registration fee is really, really low for an entire week. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say it's like 385. And then there's add-ons if you do some, some other things. But vendors help keep our costs down. You want to talk a little bit about what we can expect to see there. And if we're looking for new software or something like that, is that an opportunity for us? You want to share some details? Absolutely. We, uh, we're excited to have an area where the exhibitors can set up their tables and be right there mingling with all of the attendees as they go in and out of their meetings and have their breaks and and have these opportunities to, to see what all is available. We, uh, we encourage companies to exhibit. The exhibitors will set up on Tuesday around noon, and they will take down their exhibit on Thursday prior to the banquet. They, the cost to exhibit is $1,400 for your exhibit booth for one person. Then if a lot of them like to have two people so they can work back and forth and, and allow each other a break here and there. And so for the second individual, it's $400. But this not only covers the cost of your exhibit table, you also, from starting Wednesday morning, your breakfasts, your breaks, your lunches are all inclusive. And we also invite them to come join us at the reception and the banquet. So it's a great opportunity, not only for them to set up their booths and talk to individuals at that time, but then they also can mingle with them at these other activities. We also encourage our exhibitors to donate prizes that can be handed out, usually through drawings at the reception or banquet, or and or if they have goodies like koozies or or keychains or anything of that nature that they have uh, for marketing opportunities to uh, get those to us to put in the registration bags. So we really encourage our exhibitors. Right now, we're, we're real, we have plenty of room for them. So any exhibitor out there listening, uh, please get in touch with me. Great. You know, an, another thing too, is a lot of times we see, especially software vendors sitting in on our committee meetings and stuff, they're absorbing the same information because again, they're going to have to program their systems to kind of adjust, I guess, for the for the things that we do in our publications. So 
it's a great opportunity for them to not only to get to meet some new clients potentially, but also to get some CPE or even just some knowledge and some education about what we're working on. So thank you guys for doing that. That sounds like kind of a, a great event. And again, in our show notes, we'll put your contact information, Eileen. So if they if somebody hears the, uh, this podcast and they're interested in doing that, they'll have a place to go to get your information. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, after hearing the conference details today, and Eileen, it sounds like you still got room for exhibitors, so exhibitors can still sign up. Can attendees still sign up? What's the deadline for attendees? Oh, definitely. We still have, it's still open right now. We had a late, the late fee starting next Monday, the 7th, but we decided to push that back uh, to Friday, April the 1st to give people a chance to hear this podcast and to go ahead and register without paying that late fee. But you better sign up soon. The last day to register is Monday, April the 18th. And that's because we have to give the final head counts to the hotel. So we have to give them almost a week's notice and with the, how okay, everything falls. Timing will be good on that then. So a week ahead of the start of the meeting. And again, the meeting dates are April 29th, 25th through the 29th. Let me say that again, April 25 to 29. We'll include the information, the registration link in the show notes as well, just in case anybody needs to get that. Also, you can go to the Copus website, www.copus.org, and you'll find a tab on there that says events. All the information will be posted there. As the final agendas come in, that's a good place to go gather those as well. And for anybody who's attending the council meeting, there will also be the council meeting agenda there and the voting items that we'll be talking a little bit more about. Very good. Do any of you ladies have any other final thoughts on the meeting you want to share with us today? I will add one more thing to uh, Tom's last comments. Also, the hotel, don't forget to book the hotel room nights. There is a a Copus code that they can use to get the discount. So it'll be on the Copus website when they register for the event. It'll be there for that. But we, you know, come out and join us. It's a great opportunity to learn and participate in developing these standards for our industry. I just want to thank you, gentlemen, for taking the time and giving us the opportunity to promote our event. We look forward to seeing everybody there. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact us. Very good. Eileen, is anything else you want to add? Yes, I just want to say that not only do we still have room for exhibitors, but we still have a great need for sponsors. We have uh, our banquet and our reception are, are still need. We need some funding in regard to it. So I I encourage all of the companies out there to uh, get in touch with me, either both for our sponsor and our exhibitor. And these funds will help make this this conference a great 60th anniversary celebration. All right. We'll put your information on our show notes, too, and links for exhibitors and sponsors to go sign up. I really want to thank you, ladies, for being our guest today. It's exciting that we're finally getting back to in-person meetings. And it looks like you guys have done a fantastic job of putting the spring meeting together, and it's going to be a really good one. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Well and Gas Accounting Podcast. We really appreciate everybody who subscribed, and we hope you've enjoyed all of our episodes. As well, if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast or you have a topic that we should cover, please contact us. We'd love to hear from you. And we will see you soon on the next episode of the Oil and Gas Accounting Podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, all. Bye. Bye. If you're an oil and gas operator who wants to simplify and automate the way you handle distributions, joint interest billings, and you use QuickBooks, you'll want to see a free demo of our software at Sureware. Our software was designed to simplify the distribution and accounting processes for operators 
by integrating directly with your QuickBooks company. On average, we save our users more than 10 hours each week and $40,000 a year in payroll costs by automating the distribution process from start to finish. All you have to do is go to sureware.com backslash demo right now and book a free walkthrough of the software to see if we can help speed up your distributions. That's all for this week's episode. We are so glad you're a loyal listener and spreading the news about the podcast. Make sure you listen, subscribe, and leave us a review.